Party on, Todd. Party on, Sal. Rock on. Rock on. Um, so I guess uh, today, uh, as all of you out there will know, is uh, September the 11th. The 11th. 2018. 17 years. Years. 17 years to after. The day. Yeah, to the day. On Tuesday. Um, and so uh, we figured uh, for today that it would be good to to come on and pay our respects, uh, certainly to the, the families and the uh, friends of, uh, or fr- families, friends, and, uh, and to the victims themselves who lost their lives on September 11th. September 11th. Um, for most of us in this country, it is uh, still a day that is uh, etched in our memory, our collective memory, as well as individual memories and uh, I think uh, it's a day when we see many people post on social media, never forget. And I always wonder, how can we forget? Yeah, how do we forget that? Um, yeah. Now, obviously, those who were born on or after 9-11 <laughs> will have a hard time remembering. But those who lived through it, I'm sure, um, will always remember. Yeah. My, my daughter was born the year before. Not uh, Yeah, the year before, uh, in 2000. And um, she would not remember, you know, she obviously wouldn't remember 9-11. She was alive for it, Uh, which actually brings me to what I I think we ought to do. So where were you, Sal, on 9-11? I was on campus at William Patterson University in New Jersey, Wayne, New Jersey. Um, I remember that day vividly. remember pulling up to campus and it was the one day of all days that I was actually listening to Howard Stern. I normally didn't listen to Howard Stern but I turned him on the radio back when he was on regular FM radio and uh, as I pulled into my parking spot and was turning off the car he said oh it was right when the first plane hit. Mm. He said oh just got word that a plane hit the the trade towers Mm. and wonder if it was a it must have been a small you know, private plane, because, you know, who would ever think a passenger plane would fly into the... Yeah, no, unthinkable. So I said, oh, that's that's weird. Turned off the radio, went to my first class, um, and it was in a the top floor of a, of a building on, uh, on a hill, and you could, from William Patterson University, you can see the skyline mm-hmm. of New York City. So went to my first class, and totally thinking of it, nothing of it and when I came out of class in the common area of that building was jam-packed mm. everyone watching tv and I think at that point the first tower had collapsed collapsed yeah and I you know walk and I walked into this and you couldn't move through the through this common area and I was like what's going on then mm. I looked at the tv I said oh holy I said some words <laughs> I won't repeat now and but also being an introvert I was getting claustrophobic so I said this this is crazy so I went upstairs back upstairs um to the restroom mm. and out the window I could see the smoke from the skyline um I said this the hell's going on mm. um went to my next class and at that point you know Everyone knew what was going on. I think at that point, the second tower had fallen. Professor said, "Obviously, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna talk about what I'd planned on the syllabus. You know, mm. if you want to go home and check on your families, go check on your families. If you want to just sit and talk and process, let's sit and talk and process. Mm. 
So I remember we sat in class and just kind of all collectively said, "What the what the hell just happened?" Yeah, yeah. Um, by midday, I made it back to home. My sister was home. Turned on the TV. Um, my father was working in the trade towers in the first bombing back in the nineties. Mm. So family and friends were calling to make sure he was okay. He was okay. Um, my mother worked in a hospital in the city, so of course they were on lockdown. My dad happened to be in Port Newark on a ship mm. and saw the plane, second plane going just below where his, or just above where his colleagues worked in the mm. Trade Center. And so his first thought was, I just watched my friends get killed. Mm. Um, <clears throat> my my aunt well, at the time was in the military, Army National Guard, you know, got the page, had to rush down to D.C., mm. um, Ended up getting pulled over for speeding by the New Jersey State Trooper. <laughs> oh, the the minor details. The minor details. <laughs> I mean, who who probably saw that she was in uniform and said, "Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. You know, follow me." Gave her an escort down to the the Jersey State Line. Mm. My pastor's son was in stationed at the Pentagon at the time. Mm. So, so crazy craziness. Yeah, so, crazy. Yeah. Um, How about yourself? Well, I was. Um, Wow. Yeah. So back in 2000, my wife um, needed to uh, finish nursing school and we couldn't afford for the both of us with Katie. Uh, we couldn't afford for the both of us to be um, to be uh, in school at the same time. So I got a job with my father-in-law as an iron worker of all things. Um, and so it, in 2011, I was actually – we had just finished up a job pretty much in, in Bridgewater and we were going to be – supposed to be working that day in Newark on the new – though it's not new anymore uh, – the what was going to be the new Essex County Jail. Um, and so at the last second that morning, I got called by my uh, father-in-law saying, hey, uh, we got some more work to do and I'm going to need an extra guy. Could you come down to Bridgewater? And I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem because I didn't really want to go to Newark anyway. Um, and that, that jail is like right next to like a, a, um, a crematory where they burn dead bodies. I don't know what dead bodies, if it's people or animals, but it stinks every day. Anyway, so I go down to uh, to, New- to Bridgewater and we're working on, literally working on the roof of, of a, a, a somewhat of a, it's an office building, not really a high rise, but it's probably, uh, it's at least six or seven stories. Um, so we're on the roof and uh, getting ready to for the final pour and all of a sudden uh, our our officer, uh, or not officer, why am I officer? Our supervisor comes up and uh, he says, "Wow, uh, a plane just flew into the uh, plane just flew into the um, one of the trade center towers. Uh, must have been a LaGuardia screw up." <laughs> you know, like so, we 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 joked and kind of laughed it off. You know, it was odd, but you know, this, these types of things do happen from time to time. We weren't, I, no one, none of us knew it was a, a major airplane and you know again thought maybe it was a smaller plane uh but <clears throat> so all of a sudden we, we you know we go back to work and all of a sudden 10 minutes later uh he runs up again and says guys uh, uh a second plane just went into the second tower uh we you know i think we're just gonna have to go home for the day because traffic is gonna really start messing up and uh and, and like instantly the second i heard that 
the first thing that came to my mind was we're under attack. Like I, just, yeah, yeah. That this this was no Laguardia screw up, and um, I remember initially, uh, initially just like yeah, I gotta I gotta go home. But as I was driving, and this is where it really hit me. Um, I think like when I first left, you know, the the initial shock of it hadn't caught up to me, and I was just thinking, oh, I don't have to work today. Okay. So, you know, yeah. but as I was driving and listening to the news on the way home and hearing the horror of what was going on yeah. and then playing back the supervisor coming up and telling us and the initial emotions that were there that I didn't realize were there, I I started to really, it, the weight of it really started to hit me. Now, at the time, depending on the day, if I was working and Bernie was at school, um, we put our child, put our daughter into daycare. So I drive, I'm driving home and we got out right in the nick of time. Traffic wasn't bad yet. I got home and uh, we, uh, I went to the daycare and said, oh yeah, I'm here to pick up my daughter. And they looked at me and they said, your daughter is not here. And I started to freak out like, oh my God, where's my daughter? What happened? Where's Bernie? You know, like, well, um, and I could, I was calling and couldn't get, you know, the phones weren't working, couldn't get a hold of anybody. So like, so like, so I'm like, I'm driving home, like, where's Bernie? Where's, where's, where's Katie? What's going on here? And, uh, and, and just in a real state of panic. And I got to the, uh, uh, to the condo where we were living. And, and I said, um, I, I walked in and saw, saw Bernadette there and Katie there. And then, and then it dawned on me. Oh Yeah. Bernie doesn't go to school today. <laughs> My daughter wasn't even in daycare. So, I mean, like the shock of it would just, just totally sent me into a panic. I didn't realize I was panicking until I got home and realized, oh, just overwhelmed. I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah. And then, and then it was at that time when I turned on the news and I had gotten home. It was at that time because I lived in Vernon. So it was a bit of a drive from, from uh, Bridgewater. By the time I got home, the buildings were starting to collapse, mm-hmm. and I just remember seeing, watching it live on TV, just watching that, yeah, and, and you know, you, you could <clears throat> see bodies jumping out of the buildings. I mean, it was just, uh, it was a uh, some of the trauma. I think for the rest, obviously, the trauma for those in New York City, mm-hmm. but the trauma for the rest of the country, the of watching it live on TV, mm-hmm. um, really added to it. I think that's why it's so hard to forget as we collectively as a country watched it on tv mm-hmm. yeah um, and uh i can remember <clears throat> my sister uh at the about six months later went to clown college mm. um with the two guys that used to run the bartim and bailey's clown circus so you calling her a clown all those years sent her to sent her to, yeah, to clown yeah. college <laughs> clown college is an option kids. see brothers do scar their sisters do. <laughs> um but it was in a hotel off the West Side Highway mm-hmm. across the street from the towers. Wow. So when she graduated from Clown College, I had not been in the city. I was, and the, the funny thing is, my friends and I had gone into the city the Saturday before 9 11 to mm-hmm. celebrate our friend's birthday. And uh, of course, one of our friends had to use the restroom, so we stopped. <clears throat> so we asked the driver, hey, we need, buddy needs to use the restroom. Driver said, "Oh, we're at the trade trade center. We'll I'll stop at the South Street Seaport." Mm. I said, "Okay." So we all looked up. And said, oh yeah, there's the towers. And then three days later, they're gone. They're totally gone. And yeah. then 
<clears throat> I went into the city six months later for my sister's graduation from Khan College, and then, and there was still dust yeah. and dirt. I remember the next week um, we did go to Newark, uh, or maybe not even the next week. It was the next. It was the next day. Um, boy, I can't even remember if we worked the next day or not. But whatever that next day was that I went to, to I ended up going to Newark. Uh, to start working on the Essex County Jail. And I remember, because you can totally, it's like right there, you can totally see the Hudson, you can see like uh, the the skyline, and you can just see the billows of smoke rising up to the air for days. I mean, just days. days, And and just going, oh my God. And then as that smoke cleared, it just, it was a hole in the sky. It was literally a hole, empty hole in the sky where the towers were. Yeah. Yeah. I worked at the time I worked at Home Depot up in Orange County in Orange County, New York, uh in Monroe and uh you know, fire departments from all over the tri-state area were going to New York City to help with the recovery efforts and the search mm-hmm. and rescue and I can remember for a good month after 9/11 um well, more two or three weeks after the event, local fire departments coming in and you know, seeking donations of gloves and buckets and protective gear and face masks and i can remember vividly having to turn a firefighter away and saying guys we have nothing left to give you because we had given these fire companies all of it our years um inventory worth of protective gear and buckets as we couldn't replace our inventory quick enough to give to these fire departments who needed them desperately um and and of course as we're watching this unfold you think it's a LaGuardia screw up to nope we're under attack to a plane just went or to the Pentagon had just got got hit and then all of a sudden a plane just went down in Shanksville Pennsylvania and it was probably en route to the Capitol building or the White House and and you're just like like they like kept growing and growing and growing in in dimension and in like size and and weight and uh, just the horror of it. I felt like we were in a movie. It was like a movie. It was like Independence Day or something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, basically, what we wanted to do is just remember nine eleven. We 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 must never forget. And sometimes in the political world, it seems like we have long forgotten. Uh, what divisiveness does um, and, and the yeah so it just um, uh, one of the things I would uh, would uh, say is that um, our prayers go out with your families and uh, with you and anyone who lost loved ones in 9-11 um, we still haven't healed as a nation we, we continue to pray for those who are still dealing with the after effects of post-traumatic stress disorder and diseases, diseases cancers and cancer yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't hear about it as much now because I think the first initial wave of um, first responders have, well, those killed in that day and then followed by those who were killed by the recovery effort, mm. just the dust and the cancer. and the. So <clears throat> continue prayer for those folks. Absolutely, and we thought this was also a good way to to talk about what our next topic is going to be, which we're hoping to record sometime next week, um, uh, which is total depravity. Total depravity. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think there's ever a reminder uh, that we live in a broken, sinful, and sometimes even evil world than 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. 9-11 is, is one example of the 
depravity of humans, the ability for us to do great evil. And so we want to talk about that and also talk about the great ability for us to do good. Good, yeah. And that happened simultaneously on that day. Uh, A lot of evil was done, but also a lot of good. And I would say a lot more good was done on that day than evil. Mm -hmm. But the evil was of epic (laughs) epic proportions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, with that said, to all of you and to all of us as a nation, um, and and this didn't just affect the nation, it affected the world. Mm -hmm. To all of us out there who have felt the weight of September 11th, 2001, party on dudes and dudettes, party on. Party on dudes and be excellent to each other yeah be excellent be excellent and be most honorable and most gracious and compassionate rock on rock on